Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And today, we're actually going to be talking about how to talk about sex. We've hit on this goodness probably a little bit on most broadcasts, but today it's going to be the sole focus. I call it Uh, verbal sexual intimacy, the ability to verbally talk about sex in an intimate and honest and direct open way. And it's difficult for many. And we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about why and what to do and how to change it, build it, grow it in your marriage. Because a lot of times people want answers for their the different problems they're having in their sexual relationship. And they ask me, where's the first place to start? If you were to change one thing to help in this particular problem that this couple is having, where would you start in the first place? As far as in treatment that I start is helping people learn how and practice talking to one another about sex. So, and about their all the different pieces that are affecting their sexual relationship. The reality is for many, one of the things I always jokingly say, but I'm really not joking, is that it's often easier to just go ahead and have sex than it is to talk about it. There's something so vulnerable about saying what you're thinking and feeling around sexuality, and it's much harder to do that often than just, okay, let's just go ahead and do it. We just do it, but we don't share what we're really thinking and feeling. So it's sometimes easier just to jump in. Why? Why is it so difficult sometimes to talk about sex? There are a lot of factors. If you came from a background, if you listened to a previous broadcast on your family background and how it affects your view and practice of sexuality in your in your marriage, then you may have already really looked at your family of origin and did your family have the birds and the bees talk and so on. If you didn't, then there may be that message that we've talked about that it's kind of a taboo and you just don't discuss it as you were growing up. And so then as an adult, it's hard to talk about it. So depending on your background, that can be why it's hard. For others, it's because when they do talk about sexuality, it ends up leading to conflict where one or other of the spouse in the marriage gets upset and it becomes just a problem. So we just avoid. We don't talk about it. We just do it. It just becomes an issue if we try to talk. So avoidance gets in there. Also, some individuals have shared with me that they don't like to talk about it with their spouse because they feel like their spouse then becomes demanding or might use a scripture in a way to try to say, you're not doing this and using that scripture as a club. So the conflict around it becomes a spiritual issue. And so they avoid talking about it because of the response sometimes they might get from their spouse. Or because if we talk about it, then I might have to change some things, you know, and if somebody isn't really wanting to change and shift things. So there's, gosh, there's so many different reasons why we avoid talking. 
And there are times where people just stop bringing it up because they don't want to hurt their spouse. They don't want to upset their spouse. They don't want to make their spouse feel less than or uh, something along those lines. So the other piece that's very genuine is that sometimes people don't talk about sex because they don't know how to. They don't know how to tell their spouse what they're thinking or feeling. They, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they prefer or what they want differently. They don't know that there's something different that might be possible. So we can have all kinds of reasons for why we don't talk. It's, it's difficult saying what you like and dislike, what you prefer. You know, there are times where sometimes your things that are completely not even about sex from your background will cause you to not feel like you want to tell your spouse what you want. I worked with a husband once where his uh, parents got divorced and his dad would come to pick him up and he'd as a teenager or so on. And he'd be, you know, having a good time with his friends and his dad would say, Hey, it's, you know, it's, it's my weekend. We got to go. And it was the time where he was supposed to go and be with his dad. And um, no matter what he was doing, he had to immediately leave that. And he, as a teenager felt like, gosh, I had no choice. I had to do what my dad said and leave and my friends and go do and be with him. And I felt from early on, I don't ever want to force somebody to do something they don't want to do. And so in his marriage, this husband just never shared with his wife or rarely shared with his wife if he wanted something different in their sexual life because he felt like it would be like he was forcing her to do something she didn't want to do. And he'd made that pact with himself early on. He was never going to do that. So there may be things that really almost have nothing to do with sexuality that may keep you from being assertive with what you prefer and what you want. Or you feel like when you say to your spouse, this is, you know, what do you think about this? Or this is something I'm wanting that you may feel like you're being demanding. I'll, this will often come up um, with men when I'm working with, uh, with husbands and they'll feel like I had one husband say, I feel like if I tell her this is what I want, it's like I'm forcing her to do something sexually like some guy that's and men will use like I'm a pervert or I'm a I'm I'm a sleaze bag or I'm a you know it's like a harem a guy ordering his woman around so there will be all kinds of cultural messages that will keep husbands at times from saying what they want from even receiving something sexually they'll feel like you know it's negative for women, if they express what they want and they want something sexually, they'll use words like feeling that they are a loose woman. Uh, and I'm going to use a couple words that are a little disturbing, but women, actually almost everybody, when I ask what are the terms, if a woman says what she wants sexually, what are the words that come to your mind? And the two words that always get said are whore and slut. So Women will often not say how they feel because it makes them feel like that's what they're being. So there can be lots of reasons for why we don't say what we want sexually. They don't, you don't want to be one of those guys. You don't want to do, be one of those kinds of women. You feel like you might be taking advantage of them. Or, Of course, the big fear is what if I ask about it and then my spouse doesn't want to do it? Or what if they then use what I ask for or my suggestion and they mock it or ridicule it or they you know, get angry about my request. It makes them feel defensive. If I bring something up, they might get defensive. Again, that kind of goes into conflict. So sometimes the very fear of those responses will cause somebody to just keep their mouth shut. Talking, the, talking openly about how you feel about sex 
is difficult. And the way to talk openly is, uh, if you were to, it's really about mm, sharing preferences. Why would that be important? Because often talking honestly and openly about sex creates more intimacy. But a lot of times people feel, this will happen a lot for women, they'll feel embarrassed to say specifically what they want. And so preferences, yeah, okay, I know my husband wants and he feels closer to me when I tell him what I like. But, you know, sometimes the uh, the level of embarrassment can keep somebody from doing that. Or guilt, like someone might not say it because they feel like they're being selfish. I also hear from couples often, my spouse should know. I Either they've told them before or isn't this just what men want or women want? And you should know that. And I've already told you that. And I've told you and you still don't do it. So then I'm not going to keep sharing it. Lots of different barriers. So those can be some of the roadblocks. The different areas of talking about sexuality, the specific areas um, are what's enjoyable, you know, or what is not enjoyable. Um, If you're having a lack of enjoyment, talking about that is vital. Other areas that are important to talk about is if there's any kind of physical dysfunction, if there's any, and, and couples will avoid it, talking about the erectile problems or the vaginal pain or the length of time it takes to reach orgasm or the lack of reaching orgasm. Like they know that there's a physical uh, possible dysfunction going on, but talking about it can be difficult. And then if there have been any past experiences that someone's had that sometimes affects what's happening in your current marital sexual relationship, talking about the effect that those past experiences had can be hard for people, whether it's You know, even family upbringing stuff and the way that an uncle or a grandpa or a dad or a mom or an aunt would talk about sexuality or the experiences they had that were violating or past um, adult sexual relationships that the problems that came from those, it can be hard for couples to figure a way to talk about that. Especially if someone has a background where they've done different things in marriage that were a betrayal or a sexual sin of some kind, involvement in pornography or an affair, talking openly about sexuality when that has happened in that marriage, in your current marital relationship can just, oh, all the different feelings that come up in talking about that can make it difficult. But that is important. It's a specific topic to go over. Can couples openly discuss the pulls towards pornography, the pulls towards looking at things. I, I One of the big things that I work with couples on is, okay, so these things are happening and, and it's something's happened where you can't even talk to each other about it. If a husband or a wife is in the process of treatment or a support group, they don't feel like they can openly talk with their spouse or the spouse doesn't feel like they can ask questions. So... This is an important topic to learn how to openly uh, share how recovery or wellness is going. Another topic that's important is just some of the practicals, which is either positions or things that we use during sex, whether they're sexual aids or lubricants or the, the difficulty in Even holding certain positions or doing certain positions, those are important things. Couples just kind of ignore it or avoid it instead of talking about it. And then uh, another topic that's important to sexuality is body image. And this is both a male and a female thing and self-image. How someone feels about themselves as a person and how they feel about their body. Talking openly about that as a couple can be vital. So one of the 
things that can be important is having some specific questions to ask yourselves. I actually give folks a questionnaire sometimes when I'm doing therapy that goes over, and I'm going to explain that in a little bit, that goes over the different areas of communication about sexuality. One of the biggest things, though, is that sex, talking about sex isn't just in the moment and it isn't just before you have sex, but it's also after. So consider not just the topics that it would be good to talk about, but also when. Talking about sex before, talking about sex during, and then talking about sex afterwards, like either right afterwards, which is when you're in bed and and just complimenting each other. I call it the Thanksgiving feast. So talking about what you really enjoyed that your spouse did can be vital. And then, of course, um, the next day, as you are sitting down to enjoy a meal together or a glass of wine together or sitting down to coffee or just sitting enjoying a view, talk about last night, talk about the other night and what either the positive experiences or the things you'd like to do different. So finding the space and the time both before and during and after sex to talk about it is is vital. So I just want to take a minute to point out that there's different resources you can check into. You can go on my website. It's actually by the same name of this show called The Art of Intimate Marriage. You can go on that website and listen to the previous broadcasts. You'll see some links there. You can also do, um, if you'd like to see this program, get out farther into California. If you'd like to see it at different times of the week, you can do a contribution there on there. There's a link for that. If you want to listen to the previous broadcasts, you can do that on that, that website. So go ahead, go check it out. You can order my book. If you're getting tired of waiting till the next broadcast, you can go order the book on Amazon, The Art of Intimate Marriage. Check those things out. Hope that's helpful. You can also send me questions. A lot of the way that I prepare for different workshops is by asking, what are your needs? So tell me what your needs are. If you've listened to other broadcasts and it's sparked some interest send me an email, jenniferkonzen at yahoo.com. My name, Jennifer, K-O-N-Z-E-N at Yahoo. So let me start off now in this second half of the program with just some basic questions. You can write these down if you're listening, pull out your pen, your pencil, pull out your phone, type them in, uh, whatever's useful, and ask you ask these things between the two of you. Do you, ask each other, do we clearly and directly discuss sex? Just open up the subject. Do you do that? And then after you talk about that for a bit, ask each other, how comfortable are you telling each other what turns you on? What do you like that the other one does? (laughs) And I might, even as you heard me say that, you might have some reactions like, I would never... What about what turns you off? Now, sometimes couples are more likely to do that and they'll do it kind of in maybe an aggressive way, or, but often people will completely avoid. So ask yourselves, do you feel like your spouse can tell you, do you feel like you can tell your spouse what turns you off, that they can tell you the same? So talk about that. Ask each other, is it easier to talk to other people about sexual topics than it is to talk to me, than to talk to each other? Is it easier to just do it elsewhere? Or, you know, do you feel like I just can't talk about that with anybody? Are you hesitant to ask questions just in general? 
And then check with each other. Um, how is initiation going? Do you feel like you can ask for sex, that you can initiate sex? Do you feel like you, res- you know, ask your spouse, do I, how do I respond when you initiate with me? How are we feeling about those kinds of interactions? Ask each other that. You can also, in that conversation, be specific about, so what kind of sexual touch do you prefer? Do you tell each other that? Do you have that conversation? I want to say a caveat. I'm realizing even as I'm sharing this, if this is the first broadcast you're listening to, or if there are major issues in your sexual relationship, you may be going, oh my goodness, Jennifer, we could never have this conversation. You may need to get a lot of help before you can have this conversation. (laughs) But if things are going better, then it just smooths the way to discuss things. Get some help beforehand so that you can have this. Once things are smooth, great. If this starts to cause conflict, where you just ask the very first one, can we even discuss it openly? And conflict begins. That may be a sign that we need to get some more support, either from those in our ministry or professionally or so on. So let me just go over a few other things that you can discuss between you. Do you talk openly about how often you want to have sex? Or is it only in conflict? Ask each other that. Can you, if your spouse asks for sex, how do they feel about a refusal? If you ask for sex, how does the refusal feel to you? Are you allowed to refuse? And when it happens, how does that go? Ask each other, do you feel like you each understand each other's sexual needs? Can you talk about it, number one? And do you feel like, so ask your spouse, do you feel like I understand your needs? And then spouse ask the other, you know, well, do you feel like I understand your needs? Have that conversation. Check on, you know, how are we doing talking about sex during? Do you openly discuss what you want your spouse to do for you sexually while you're engaging? Ask each other that one. And then ask, how are we feeling about the variety and the creativity in our sexual relationship? How do we feel like that's going? Check that with one another. Do we talk about the different things we want to try? Do we talk openly about variety? And then when my husband, when my wife makes a sexual suggestion, how do I respond? Is it, is it hard to listen? Is it hard to hear it? Do I feel something when they, some, when they, and then how do I feel like my spouse responds? What I've just reviewed for you there is a basic assessment that I have given couples to see, are they openly talking about sex? So ask each other those questions and you might find out that we don't do any of these things. That lets you know that you may need some help with where to start. So where do you start? How do you begin talking openly about sexuality? Well, one of the recommendations that I make is that people just buy a book. You can use mine. You can use several. The Celebration of Sex by Douglas Rosenau is an incredible book. The Penners, Cliff and Joyce Penner, have multiple books. You've got Between the Sheets, which is out there. That's more of a, on, on the popular style. So there's a lot of different books you can read. You can go on my website and just read some of the blogs and then sit down and have a conversation about that. So a simple way to start talking is start reading some stuff together. And then... After you read it, you can read it out loud. You can read it as you're driving in the car, (laughs) if there aren't other listening ears. And then sit and talk about it or talk about it as you're driving along. If it causes conflict, don't do it while you're driving. But (laughs) sit down, eye to eye, talk. Read it, discuss it. 
you can listen to something. You can go and listen to one of these broadcasts on my website or some other broadcast about sexuality. You can listen to different speakers. There's a lot of different great lessons out there. And I love Mark Gunger. He's hilarious. So go listen to his really wonderful laughing out loud one on sexuality. And then sit down and talk about the different points that he makes. So there's a lot of different presentations you can listen to or audios that you can listen to or videos that you can watch. And then sit down and have a conversation. So read something, watch something, listen to something, sit down and talk. You can go by The Five Senses of Romantic Love, which is an, goes over the Song of Solomon. Sit down, talk about it. The other thing that you can do is you can buy some cards. You can get these off of my uh, website. They're called the Intimate Marriage Cards. And you can play a game if you've ever played. I mentioned this in previous broadcasts, but you can, if you've ever used the ungame, start simple maybe, which is do the couple's version of the ungame and then go into the cards on sexuality. So there aren't a lot out there. You can find there are salsa cards by the Gottman group. You can look up under G-O-T-T-M-A-N, Gottman, and find their cards. But they do for Christians. They have some cards in there that we wouldn't utilize, most of us. So the intimate marriage cards that I created, I did it on purpose because <laughs> it's hard to find products that aren't offensive in some way. So find a book, a deck of cards, something to get you talking. Well, once you try it, you may want to have, and I'm going to give you a couple other things that aren't necessarily about how sex is going or how you're talking, but some other things that can spur your conversation that aren't about things now, but more about your background. So I'm going to give you some more things. Pull out that pen and pencil again and write some of these down. These are a little less scary because they're not about your relationship. Sit down and interview each other. Interview your spouse. And ask them these questions. So really what I would do is ask all of these right in a row, the ones I'm about to read to you, ask them all in a row, letting your spouse respond. So instead of a back and forth, just ask and interview them for 10, 20 minutes and then switch and have and then you interview the other. So these are some of the questions. I'm going to read them straight off that you can sit down and have this conversation. So here's the first one. How did you learn about sex growing up? Now, you might already know that about each other, but go ahead. Ask it. So ask your spouse that. Next, did you experience anything negative sexually when you were a child or a teenager? Number three, did your family discuss sex at all? So this is kind of out of the birds and bees part. Number four, is there anything you have wanted to bring up about sex but haven't felt comfortable bringing it up? Number five, what kind of experiences have you had that made you feel shame about sex? That's a big one. That's pretty loaded. That might get into somebody's background. And maybe your spouse hasn't really shared that with you. And then another one would be, do you feel like we have relationships where we can talk openly about sexual things? Can we, do we have other people in our life that we feel like we can talk openly? So interview your spouse, ask them those questions. It's, this is a somewhat non-confrontational beginning conversation about sex. Like if the, the questions I mentioned earlier, if they feel a little scary, you may want to start with this one. And actually this is a set of questions you can use with anybody. Um, maybe you lead a ministry, maybe you have, maybe you're a women's ministry leader and you want to open up this conversation. You can use this set of questions for that. Maybe you're a, a male ministry leader or a couples ministry leader and you want to learn how to start opening up the conversation with other couples. So you can use these lists of questions. Maybe it's, you know, just to start with a friend who's having problems and they're having trouble telling you what those problems are. And you can start off with some of these easier ones. So you can use this in various ways, but absolutely. 
do it together as a couple. The question, of course, always comes up for me when I talk about talking about sex. How do we talk about it with kids? Um, I do have a complete video of this on my website. You can watch a whole thing on this, and I'm going to do a whole audio broadcast on it, but I'm just going to tap into a little bit of it here. How do we talk to our kids about sex? And the reason why I bring it up here on a, on a program really about the marital relationship is that almost every married couple is concerned. Once we start talking about it in our marriage, how do we make sure that our kids grow up where they can openly discuss sexuality since maybe we didn't have that growing up? So let me just give you some pointers on where to start with that. Number one, deal with your own background first. Figure out what are the things in your background, and you can go back and listen to a previous broadcast on that, that were problematic in being able to openly talk about sexuality. Then really go through what do I believe about sex? It's a little hard to have an open conversation with your children about things if you don't really know what the scriptures say. Again, you can go back and listen to that broadcast as well and start to just explore what your own beliefs are. And then how do you start that talk? You know, um, there are books out there. God's Design for Sex is the set of books that I at this point recommend. And they're levels, they're in different levels. There's four different books and go buy those and just start the conversation when they're younger. And then I'm not going to discuss this today, but how to talk to children about pornography, how to talk about same sex attraction, how to talk about you know, their body and how it's developing and so on. So pay attention to these difficult, painful subjects, some that are embarrassing for kids, and find different ways to open up that conversation with children. I want to end with Song of Solomon in chapter 2, verse 14. I've, I've mentioned this before, where it says, Let me hear your voice. This is the communication between them that we see biblically, we need to learn how to speak openly and honestly. And of course, that's the very central relationship in Song of Solomon. So we do need to learn how to talk openly, directly, clearly about sex in our marital relationship. So hope this has been helpful. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Kanzen to address here on air, email her at jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. Kanzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N, jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you, and if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Kanzen's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.